Hey everyone, my name is Michelle and welcome to Romcom Weekly. Today I'm joined by my brother Michael and we're talking about the movie Just Friends. Hi Michael. Hello, hello. Thanks Thank for doing this. Of course, thank you for having me here. I'm so excited. Okay, so just a few things about this movie. It was released in November of 2005. It's directed by Roger Crumble, written by Adam Davis. It stars Ryan Reynolds, Amy Smart, Anna Ferris, and Chris Klein. The IMDb.com summary is, while visiting his hometown during Christmas, a man comes face to face with his old high school crush, whom he was best friends with, a woman whose rejection of him turned him into a ferocious womanizer. It has a 6.2 on IMDb, and it made around $50 million worldwide. All right, Michael, first question. What would you rate this movie on a scale from 1 to 10? Hmm. It was pretty tough. I was wavering between 7 and 8, but I think I'm going to land right in the middle and pick 7.5 out of 10 for me. Okay. I'm actually really, really close. I am doing a 7. Okay. So why did you pick 7? So I think I have a lot of fond memories of this movie because I know that you and I have watched this movie so many times. To be honest with you, though, I haven't really rewatched it in a while. I found a DVD of it and I got a DVD player. So it was really, really fun for me to just like pop in a DVD and watch all the like 2005 graphics from the DVD (laughs) on it. The trailer looks so old. too. So old. But I know this movie is really important to you. What are your like memories of this movie? Um, well, I think it was it was the first time that I actually recognized who Ryan Reynolds was. Yeah. And it made me start to invest a little more into his acting career. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it was just a really an incredibly relatable theme, unfortunately, for a lot of guys, including me growing up. So, and the movie came out when I was in high school. So, you know, it was just relatable on relatable for why this movie meant a lot to me. Yeah, this was 15 years ago. So 15 years ago, yikes, you were... 14? I was, yeah, 14 turning Young 15. teen? Yeah. Wow, okay, yeah. Well, I guess we're getting old now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording this as part of my December holiday rom-coms, mm-hmm. but do you think of this movie as like a holiday movie? I would consider it a holiday movie, but it's not necessarily about the holiday itself. Yeah. It just so happens to be around the, sa- the same time as Christmas. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot of themes that are relative to like the timing and you know the christmas spirit of the movie Mm -hmm. so that's enough for me to qualify it as a as a holiday movie yeah i kind of agree i don't fully think i associate this movie to be a holiday rom-com like i don't watch it for like cozy christmas feels it's more of like a ryan reynolds Mm -hmm. rom-com yeah all right so what are some specific things that you like about the movie oh man where to start so i think I usually go by the actors and actresses and the characters that they play first. So obviously the first one is Anna Faris Mm -hmm. and her character, which is just... (laughs) Samantha James. Oh my gosh, yes. She's crazy and psychotic. Um, And I think (laughs) on a less exaggerated scale, we all have someone in our life or have known someone in our life that can be like that. And so I think to see it on like such a dramatized Hollywood scale is just, it's incredibly entertaining. And it really is like the pulse of the whole entire movie, like she causes the entire highs and lows. Yeah. Anna Ferris is one of my favorite things too. I wrote that she's perfectly demented. Mm-hmm. Like she is just so psychotic. She is hilarious. And I never watched the scary movie movies. 
So I wasn't really a fan of her comedy. I think up until this movie, I was like, she's kind of a genius. I love her in this. Yeah, I think she she definitely has a lot of range. It's just a scary movie. She played the same character for so long, mm-hmm. which is completely different from her character in this movie. Yeah. But speaking of the cast, Ryan Reynolds, I think this was kind of like, mm, it's not obviously his first movie that I've watched of his, but like when I think back 15 years ago, this might have been like the first movie that I really identified Ryan Reynolds to be in, like you said. And this is obviously before he blew up to be like mega star Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. He's like Deadpool and, and all these things. But Amy Smart, who plays Jamie Palomino, yeah. I think she's really cute and really likable. And... I don't think I've seen her in a lot of other things other than this movie. I know she was in this old movie called Rat Race. Yes. Um, it's an ace. <laughs> was she in um? Was she in Butterfly Effect? Is you know, I've girl? never seen that movie. Uh, I saw. I was way too young when I watched it, so I need to watch it again. But yeah, I think she was a more popular actress at the time, but maybe not so much anymore. Yeah. Agreed. It's funny that you say you actually liked her because I actually liked her the least oh, in the movie. Yeah. Interesting. I guess just in terms of obviously if you put on affairs to the side in her character, in terms of development, yeah. you know, it kind of seemed that Jamie didn't change as a person at all within the entire movie. Hmm. Never left town, yep. works at the local bar, um, lives with her parents. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of referenced that she was still dating jerks, like, up till now yeah. from high school. So it didn't really seem like she changed all that much. That's a good point. I would say in terms of character development, she probably is not the one who changes the most. Yeah. But I do have some other things to add. But we'll, I'm going to save that for later. Okay. Other things I really like about this movie, I kind of forgot how much physical comedy is in this movie. And it really just kind of cracked me up, like, all the bits between Chris and his brother Mike. Yeah, Like, yeah. they were so physical with each other. Mm-hmm. All the wrestling. Yeah, I... <laughs> I forgot about all that. Yeah, so I was actually trying to look up what the younger brother, uh, what he had to say about working with Ryan. And yeah. What he said was that before they even went into the project or the movie, they just talked about trusting each other and saying, you know... If we're going to play as brothers, we really got to, you know... Sell it? Slap the F out of each yeah, other. Yeah, And so that's what Literally. Yeah. It's funny, because I obviously I know we were never physical, but it was just funny to see, like, what would have been yeah. <laughs> if the dynamic was just even any bit different. I have memories of you and I wrestling. So there's, like, a seven-year gap, for the people who don't know, between Michael and I. <laughs> and then, you know, you played sports in high school, so that's kind of when it wasn't fun anymore. You got yeah. bigger than me, so that stopped. But, yeah, for two brothers, that would have been probably part of our, our lives on a more... <laughs> regular basis what else did you like i think it was just all the i mean there's so many good one-liners in the movie Mm -hmm. agree i don't even know where to start you know i think i think ryan reynolds natural personality just really was really on full display in this Mm -hmm. movie you know his reactions to things and I'm laughing because you and I, we've seen this movie so many times, which I guess is also a reason why I think we both like this movie is that it's very, very rewatchable. Yeah. But to the point where we just can say one or two lines to each other and I know exactly what you're referencing, which is, you know, this movie. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think there are just so many little nuggets of great moments that kind of add up to why this movie is so good. The delivery of the lines, the expression on their faces. I just kind of found myself laughing throughout the entire movie. Mm -hmm. 
in the soundtrack too the the first song of the movie is uh i swear by all for one yes and it's ryan reynolds in a fat suit and a retainer just singing the songs yep and you know maybe it's considered offensive now but he added this kind of lisp when he was fat <laughs> for his fat character so it was just very very entertaining to hear you know, yeah. like the difference i mean the music i have well yeah all for one was like a moment for me i remember buying that album I swear was highly played on loop in mm-hmm. in my youth. And I remember you really liking the soundtrack when you were growing up watching this movie. Yeah, definitely. Fountains of Wayne, mm-hmm. that Hackensack song. Yeah, and it was cool that the setting of the movie takes place in New Jersey too, which is where we, where we were raised pretty much, even mm-hmm. though it really wasn't shot in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have other things to add about that <laughs> as well. All right, well, let's pivot to what we don't like about the movie. Okay. Are there any things that you don't like? I mean, I guess it's not to say that I didn't really, that there were parts I didn't like. Obviously, you know, the plot isn't really that deep of a Mm storyline, nor is it meant to be. So, you know, you just kind of have to take it at that. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's more complex than to say I didn't like Jamie or Amy Smart's character. Obviously, you know, she had to be conveniently back home at the same time. And, you know, the situation had to be perfect. But it kind of just made me feel like maybe she really did peak in high school, like Ryan Reynolds mm. said. Which is, you know, that's... Fine. You, you know, I mean... It's life No, sometimes. I mean, you shouldn't be fine. You're, the best moment in your life shouldn't be when you're 18 years old. But, Fair. Yeah, no, it just kind of makes you think, like, if he was able to go out and find success, but, you know, she doesn't leave and... Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's more complex. That's not I, to say, like... I understand. Her, yeah. But sometimes life gets in the way. Yeah. We don't really know why she never left town or why she didn't become a teacher sooner, right? Because she's, yeah, I yeah. guess, substitute teaching. Oh, yeah. She was trying something. to become a teacher. Yeah. So, you know, it seems like she has dreams and like goals for her career, but, and it's, it's fine. It's not the point of the movie. Yeah. Right. Again, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the point of the movie. But I agree with you. I think that it's fine that it wasn't like a deep movie about yeah. love and relationships. But yeah, it, I thought it was maybe sometimes too slapsticky. Like I mentioned the physical comedy, but oh, I like, feel like sometimes they went a little too overboard. Like with the taser or something? With the taser and then like Samantha um, like messing up all the Christmas decorations oh, yeah. and like the fight that Chris and Dusty, who's played by Chris Klein, mm-hmm. gets into at the church. Like it was funny, but then there were some moments where I was just like, all right. Definitely over the top. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, I just took everything for what it was and mm-hmm. it was it's not that deep of a of a story and it's Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. You mentioned the fat suit. So my big problem with this movie is that there are so many things that have not aged well. Yeah, definitely. Like we shouldn't be laughing at someone because they're fat, you know? And I yeah. think that was kind of the reason like why Chris in high school was overweight. But I think it was I mean, I'm giving them some credit, the writer some credit that Maybe they just wanted to show polar opposites of this character of Chris. Like he was someone who had really low self-esteem in high school, but then like becomes really fit and healthy later on in life. So yeah. that's, just, you know, the polar opposites. It's just a way to tell the story, I mm-hmm. guess. But yeah, the fat jokes I didn't like. There were a lot of gay jokes sprinkled throughout. Yep, yep, yeah. Oof, I was just like, this has definitely not aged well. And like, as much as I love Samantha, she threw out a racist comment at one line. I don't know if you caught that. I'm trying to remember. It's when Samantha and Chris like reunite at the studio and she's singing, playing songs on my guitar and she calls oh, like- Oh, Hong Kong Fooey? Hong Kong Fooey. Oh, yeah. But 
other than that, I didn't have any other reasons why I didn't like the movie. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a mixture of both. You know, at the time, those kind of jokes were okay to make, especially in Hollywood, too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, def it definitely wouldn't fly now. No, definitely yeah. not. But yeah, I think to the point of the fat suit, I think it is... You know, I don't think anyone should be fat shamed, but I definitely do think that they were highlighting, you know, the complete transformation yeah. from that one incident that Ryan Reynolds experienced in high school throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. I was watching this, like the beginning of this movie, and I was like, man, kids in high school are so mean. Do you think that actually like kids today are like that still? I think maybe to some extent, maybe. I don't know why I have this idea and I'm, I know everyone like has their struggles and like I'm sure high school is still a very very hard experience but the things that I receive from like kids today is that they're so open-minded now and they're much more inclusive than when I was in high school so I'm just like wow sometimes like when I watch these high school these high school movies I feel like kids are so woke these days so like that doesn't really happen anymore yeah I think I, th I know when we were in high school, everything around us seemed like the biggest deal in the world. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure with the way social media is and how everyone's connected on some level, it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's definitely some kind of bully like that in every high school. There's definitely some savage kids who have nothing better to do. And maybe they're just projecting how they were treated at home, maybe, to yeah. other people. Yeah, you that's know? true. Like, that's, that's definitely still something that's very, very much real and happening. Yeah. Are there any other things that you don't like? Hmm... I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to be incredibly nitpicky over, you know, a light comedy movie like this, but I will have to say the fact that it took place in New Jersey, but it wasn't <laughs> shot in New Jersey, it kind of it kind of got me a little heated at the time. It's just like, what are you really, why are you trying to portray New Jersey like that? Wait, so you, you would have been better or more, more okay with it if the film was actually filmed in New Jersey? I think it'd be pretty cool. Okay, got it. Yeah, but that's only because we grew up in New Jersey. <laughs> I don't really care that it wasn't filmed in New Jersey. Like, I know that, like, to keep production costs low, people move to Canada. So this film was mm -hmm. actually filmed in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My only big silly qualm of this movie being portrayed as New Jersey is that, like, I don't know. I feel like they just make everyone feel kind of, like, small town and, like, naive. And, like, this is just a small observation. The carolers that just, like, walk oh, yeah. town. They're, like, kind of a WTF. Yeah, at any time of the day, they're just walking and singing. We don't have anything like that in New Jersey <laughs> for anyone who's, who's listening. We don't have anything like that. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. They just kept popping up and like wearing like super old timey clothes. Like Quaker clothes. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was really, really random. But I was like, oh man, I hope people who like watch this don't think that people from New Jersey are like this. I think they do though. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk general themes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, the biggest theme that I saw, and I was trying to think of like classic themes that that are in other movies but i kind of just wrote these concepts okay. instead i think the biggest overarching theme i'm going to use air quotes for that is mm -hmm. love and revenge essentially essentially mm. i think heartbreak in general is the biggest teacher or it's the biggest motivator and ryan reynolds's character had his heart broken and it was crushed in front of his whole like school school his yeah class, yeah so you know once he goes through this like transformation of things that he that traumatized him in high school and he finally gets a chance to take amy smart's character out on a date he treats her exactly like how he thought the people that she dated were like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there's also the whole concept of dusty 
Dusty. When Ryan Reynolds' character finds out that Dusty's, you know, also a womanizer, he goes on this whole spiel about how amazing is it two of the biggest nerds back in high school finally have a shot at the mm-hmm. at the hottest girl. So, so there, you know, yeah. there's also that huh. revenge kind of theme. Oh, that's very deep of you, Michael. I didn't really catch the love and revenge part, but you're absolutely right. But I don't think Chris Ryan Reynolds' character, do you think he's intentionally seeking revenge? No, it wasn't necessarily so much revenge, but... It kind of morphed into, like... Sorry, no, I'm going to take that back. It doesn't morph into that. I think he's, like, still self-protecting. He's still, like, you know, you messed me up. And he's getting frustrated with himself for not being able to communicate his true feelings. So then Mm -hmm. he just starts to be, like, really mean. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, One of my themes that I picked up was that looking good on paper doesn't equal happiness. I think Chris, like, he leaves home immediately after high school and he's just like i'm going to show you all that i can be you know i'm going to be the best that i can possibly be he loses all this weight he becomes really successful i guess music uh i don't know what he does an agent he was like a music manager you music know manager. and he had money and he knew all, he has all these famous clients yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. like you know he's womanizing and all these things but these things quote unquote look good on paper but it wasn't actually bringing him any kind of actual happiness and so when he sees jamie again he's like oh man i think jamie's the one like the thing in person that makes me happy yeah so sometimes we chase things the wrong things and realize that it doesn't actually fulfill us that's interesting um any other themes um there's definitely an underdog theme i think from the very first scene of the movie Mm. it automatically you know when Ryan Reynolds' character gets humiliated in the first scene. There's already a lot of empathy that is created for his character. Mm. You know, before we re- like see him turn into this, you know, like ten years later, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think there was just the theme of just being yourself, and it will pay off. Be yourself. <laughs> Be yourself. <laughs> Yourself. Exactly, and I <laughs> I wanted to say that when you asked me what was my one of my favorite parts of the movie, but I didn't want to say in a pitch like a, a pitch higher. Be yourself. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, that's the line that Chris's mom sings to Chris. Oh man, that moment. Yeah. So he was moment. trying to look for his skates to show off his talents, <laughs> and she said, "Well, you don't need to show off for for Jamie. Just be yourself." Be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. Come on, Mikey and I are making (laughs) snow angels. So one final theme that I took away, or I don't know if it's a theme, but it was kind of more of a question and I guess trope or concept that a lot of rom-coms cover is like dating a best friend. I think it's kind of an unanswerable question. Like, should you go for it? Should you not go for it? If you have feelings for your best friend, you mentioned Chris being relatable. Mm-hmm. And I think he's relatable because all of us have been in a situation where we like someone, but they might not like us back. We've all been kind of maybe friend zoned or it's a self-inflicted friend zone. And we kind of get too caught up in our heads being like, well, what if I make a move and the other person doesn't reciprocate, but you won't actually know until you go for it. It could be lose-lose, but it could also be win-win. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, it's definitely tough. Not that I know, but I'd like to think that not all friend zone, air quote, situ- like relationships are all the same. Right. So it's tough to, to decide whether they should always be going for it or they should not be going for it. I mm-hmm. guess, it, you know, it really depends. 
but yeah, I think that's, that's another theme also. Maybe it's just like this whole friend zone theme because it's such a relatable story that uh, for both guys and girls, mm-hmm. um, I think that is just one of the overarching themes as well. So one of my questions is, do you believe in dating friends? Like, do you want to be friends with someone and then date them? Or do you think you just meet someone and date them? I think it's kind of a, it's not an easy question to answer. It's a little bit loaded, but I'm going to say that if you meet someone, you should be able to tell if y'all can be friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You don't necessarily have to say like, oh, you know, she, he, she and I are great friends right now. Maybe, you know, we'll start dating. It's if you're, if you meet someone and y'all are hitting it off well, then it's pretty clear that you two can be friends, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe there's just something else that says, okay, well like, right. I guess you wouldn't want a significant other to not be a friend. Yeah, exactly. Like you should be able to be friends regardless. Right. But do you have to be like really, really close friends before dating? I don't think so. Yeah. Like you two should be able to be that if you want it to be, but right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm kind of in the camp of I don't want to date my friends. I don't know. Well, it's such, friends is such a broad term, you know? Those are, like, putting the same friend, like same friends that you may have met, like, a year ago versus sure. childhood friends. So it's like... That's fair. Okay, fine. I'll amend that statement. I'll say I don't think I could date a friend that I've had for years. Like, if I were Jamie, I would be scared to get into something with Chris, too. Being like, we've been friends since we were kids. Like, you know, do you ruin this friendship, this best friend friendship that we've had over a romantic relationship that might not work? Yeah. But I mean, that's the risk you, that's the risk you take. Right. Though. That's why I'm saying like, you won't know until you do it. Yeah. Which is not, you know, not fun if yeah. it doesn't work out. No, definitely. But I think in that broad sense, whoever shoots or goes for it first is already being more vulnerable, you know? Mm. And that's the, that's the risk you take when you decide to date instead of just being friends. There's a certain level of vulnerability that's shared that if it doesn't work out, you can't take that back. Right. It might pay off. It might not pay off. Yeah. So hard. All right. So moving on to favorite scene. Okay. Scenes. I'm going to say plural because I know that you and I have quite a few. Mm -hmm. Um, Why don't you kick us off? (laughs) So I'm trying to go in chronological order of the movie. (laughs) And so I think even the first lines (laughs) of the movie... When Ryan Reynolds goes, when we're together, I feel like we're in our own little Chris and Jamie world. <laughs> and he goes, sincerely, Chris Brander, BFF. And then he starts singing, I swear, to himself in the mirror. Uh, Again, it's just the delivery. I think Ryan Reynolds is so good at just being like, being, making, himself. being himself, but making something funny that I don't know if it's meant to be funny. So you're kind of just like laughing along with him. I think it's funny because you can kind of relate to at some point like i've definitely sung in the mirror i've definitely i haven't sang to the mirror Uh but i've definitely like jammed out pretty hard just like how he did (laughs) you know where like you think like you're moving like your lower chin or your lower jaw but you're to hit the vibrato of a song (laughs) like i've definitely done that countless times wait so what's your song that you do that to um do you have an i swear i mean you know me, I ha- I'm a big fan of High School Musical. Yeah. I think a lot of boys to men songs. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, some of Justin Bieber's music, <laughs> too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, As you should. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. 
So that was a really good scene. And then there's this other song that Anna Ferris plays called Forgiveness. And you she plays it a couple times throughout the movie. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I wrote down just Anna Ferris singing Forgiveness is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. I, I kind of want to sing it, but I, I will spare the listeners from singing it. Every time she sings it, it just cracks me up because oh, Anna, I don't know. It's hard to describe the comedic timing of that for me. Yeah. I just think that Anna Ferris and Ryan Reynolds works really well together because mm-hmm. they kind of have the same kind of humor. Yeah. And um, there was one scene where Anna Ferris was rummaging through her purse and Ryan Reynolds goes, what is that? And then she goes, this is a taser gun. My publicist bought it for me to ward off stalkers. And she goes, bam, <laughs> to pretend to tase Ryan Reynolds. I don't know. There's just things like that. It's yeah. really funny. Like it's you know, like you're being way too much, but it, it's hilarious. It's just like the small things. That, again, like that's why I think like this movie just it works because it's so again, all the nuggets just make up for this yeah. movie to be so funny. <laughs> just just cracking up thinking about her singing forgiveness. Uh, and then doing the vibretto. <laughs> what? Time, 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 time. <laughs> it's supposed to be. She does it so off pitch too. So <laughs> it's not us singing off key. Like we're just in, hitting the notes word oh, for word. It's, it's perfect. She's so good in this. My other scene. We've already talked about my other scene though. But yeah. you have more? Yeah. So uh, Ryan Reynolds tries to play several personalities and characters in order to appease to what she thinks Amy Smart's character Mm -hmm. is into. And so he got the idea that she was looking for someone sensitive. So he (laughs) calls her on Christmas Eve and he goes, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) And then he pushes to go see the notebook notebook, and then afterwards go for some herbal tea (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just it's just so cringe because he's trying so <laughs> he's trying hard. so hard which is i i don't know many many guys who are trying to get sweet on a lady and then they'll say <laughs> their name just like that jamie, jamie. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that's so funny but it's right? just it is yeah <laughs> and just that scene where Amy comes to pick him up to one of the movies and he's wearing his retainer. Oh, uh, yeah, and then he drools. <laughs> oh, he drools and he's just, oh, yeah. it's just, he's trying so hard. It's just um, too funny. Also, when they were playing ice hockey, yeah, he, um, all the kids were saying that Ryan Reynolds was sucking. Yeah. And so he grabs his little girl and he goes, hey, I'm a really good skater, little girl. Watch, you might learn something. <laughs> And then all the kids call him Suckster, right? Yeah. It's just really funny because, you know, that totally would not fly Yeah, in this day and age, too. No, oh, but it's just really funny. Yeah, that whole hockey scene was, again, like the physical comedy. I forgot how rough it looked. But, you know, there was also that moment, that one moment where I actually learned something from the movie, too. Ooh, tell when, me. Um, when he was talking about the friend zone mm-hmm. and his friend said that he was taking this girl to lunch. He says, no, change that lunch date to a dinner date. Mm. Play this whole thing aloof mm-hmm. and pretend you don't know anything about it. And so was that very informative for you? Like at a, as a young person? At the time, I thought that was kind of like, does this guy have like a rule book or is he writing the rules right now? Yeah. Because I mean, I was 14, 15 years old, you know? Yeah. And I think that was before I even fully grasp what the friend zone is right yeah so no that's what i mean like when you watch a movie like this and it kind of they explain 
the term and you listen to it at a young age and you continue to rewatch and rewatch, you're like, oh, maybe this is true. Like, this yeah. is what happens in real life. This is actually like, something that exists. Right. So, yeah. like, oh, maybe I shouldn't ask girls out for a lunch date, even though, like, maybe logistically it makes the most sense. But yeah, it, it makes it very black and white. Yeah. And I think that kind of affects and impacts us as adults. <laughs> but definitely. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, you're good. Any other scenes? I think just, yeah, just like you said, the nuggets, you know, when... When Ryan Reynolds goes, oh my god! Or... <laughs> oh wait, sorry, there's one line that I think is really funny that makes me laugh all the time is that really awkward lunch date where they have at the diner. Oh. And they're saying goodbye at Amy's house and oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's cold. And he's like, yeah, it's like the South Pole. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like the deep South Pole. <laughs> there, if there ever was one, <laughs> there, there isn't, isn't though. <laughs> and then they do like this awkward body shake. like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just so cringe. It's so awkward, but... I've definitely had conversations like that before, though. When you're trying to... When you're just trying to end the whole thing, and there's just an awkward conversation that, that happens on the way to, like, wrapping up whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's, yeah. It's Very relatable. relatable. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay, let's move on to WTF moments. So these are plot holes in the most unrealistic moments of the movie. Okay. So I think... Anna Ferris getting tased and then falling off like a floor in the mall. Yes. Obviously, you know, her having a taser is, you know, I can accept that. And yeah, I can consider that realistic. But when he was playing with it and she got tased, that obviously was not like, you know, I, I wouldn't believe that actually happening. And she would probably have suffered more than just a concussion. If yeah. She after falling off. Like, like maybe two floors. Yeah, definitely. And I think Jamie still hanging out with, Ryan Reynolds' character, Chris, after he destroyed, like, all the family's holiday decorations, the entire front lawn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't think the entire plot of the movie is really, you know, like, believable. Sure. The, th <laughs> the theme, however, is incredibly, like, it's what it's what keeps everyone watching. Yeah. 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 I have a few very small WTFs. Mm. Um, so, Chris's best friend, Clark. Mm. Minor character. I just, I didn't even write down the actor's name. Apologies. Kind of looks like Mark Ruffalo. A little. I can kind of see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little bit. But I was just thinking about him because they were best friends. Him and his wife, Darla. Yeah. Oh my gosh, her names are Clark, <laughs> Clark and Darla. Darla. I just want to eat you both up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's another great that's line. That's a great scene. Um, but... <laughs> TJ. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy. I'm, I'm busy. busy. Stupid <laughs> dick. Every line you're saying just made me laugh out loud while watching the movie. But anyway, Clark, they, so Clark and Chris haven't seen each other in 10 years and they kind of just pick up where they last left off. Yeah, they didn't keep in touch at all. Yeah, seems. and I'm just like, Clark is such a nice friend. I'm like, if I were Clark, I'd be like, dude, you're on your own. Like, you cut me out of your life 10 years ago. Interesting. I can't believe that you're still hung up over Jamie. I would, I don't know. I think I would just feel sad. Like you, you cut me out and then now you're back and now we're just all cool. That is true. It's a small moment that I thought about. Yeah, for sure. I mean, maybe that was just meant to, to highlight how much that Ryan Reynolds wanted to move on from, from the past. Like, even though there was good and he had solid friendships. Yeah. Sometimes the bad outweighs the good in that whole situation. If he, you know, just has to categorize like his entire past and across both what was good and bad. That's a good point. 
Um, Dusty sings Jamie Smiles on Christmas in front of Amy's entire, like, friends and family. Yeah, that was creepy. It was, <laughs> was kind of, like, it was really weird. sus. Yeah. Uh, like, sus as in suspect? Is that what that means? This, yeah. It's like, why are you so suspicious? So weird. Like, no, that's not something um, you do on Christmas. No, definitely not. It's, I don't know. Like, apparently, there's this new term called simping. What's that? Um, it's pretty much just the guy just being like going above and beyond like so publicly. It's, uh-huh. it's kind of like whipped, being whipped, but you're not even dating. So you're just, you're simping out for this girl. Huh. Yeah. Is it not just mean like he's just trying to impress the girl? No, I, it's not so much impressed, but it's kind of like doing too much for Got it. for the cause. Yeah. Simping. Simping. I'm yeah. learning something new. Yeah. That's what the kids are saying obviously, these days. Yeah, I haven't been outside enough this year, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> to use it that as much. But, you know, I, I see it on Urban Dictionary and I, I see it in friend chats sometimes. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Small thing. Samantha James, I just kind of found it a little unbelievable that she would be okay being stuck in Jersey for four days. I actually don't know how long the timeline is. I think it's like it At seemed least, like like it was four or five days. Four or five days, right? Like yeah. less than a week. Like she's they were supposed to go to Paris. Yeah, for Paris's Christmas party, I think, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I would kind of assume that she's supposed to be this big pop star. She's got to have like a team, an entourage, yeah. or like a publicist or like assistant to kind of help her get out of there as soon as she can. But yeah, yeah I was like, why is she still sticking around? She's, yeah. She doesn't try to get out on her own. Yeah. I mean, well, so I think the thing is, since Ryan Reynolds' character was a music manager, he was supposed to be that manager yeah. for her. But obviously, you know, if you're that big of a celebrity, you need to have, like, an assistant, an agent, mm-hmm. yeah, they, however they, many other things you need if you're that famous. Totally. Yeah. yeah. They flew on a private plane. Yeah. And then she um, thought she was being punked by Ashton. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, as I was looking more into this movie, it was clear that Anna Faris' character is definitely a Britney Spears imitation. Mm. So I wonder if that's what Britney's like in real life. <laughs> At least maybe in 2005, I wonder if maybe. that's what she's like. Maybe 2005, Britney. Yeah. I've thought about that less now because we're so far away from 2005. Yeah. And I kind of forget the pop stars that were around in 2005. But mm-hmm. I think it was kind of like a, it seemed like a smash up between like Britney and Paris, actually. Yeah. And both at the time were not likable, or like they were, you know, they were not taken, they weren't taken seriously. Yeah, and you know, the the media kind of, you know, vilified them a lot. So yeah. you know, but it's pure entertainment, which is exactly what Anna Faris did. <laughs> yes, yeah, so psycho. And there's yeah, there's that one scene also with the toothpaste. Oh my gosh, blueberry. Yeah, and she she has all this toothpaste in her mouth, and she, and Ryan Reynolds is on the phone with his boss, and she just goes and. Like, slobbers like all the toothpaste <laughs> on his face yeah it was just so good all right let's talk the ending okay what are your thoughts are you happy with it i thought the ending was was good mm-hmm. one could say that it was definitely rushed mm-hmm. to get to the point of it which i'm gonna take it for what it is yeah you know we're not supposed to really invest too much in the forgiving forgiveness phase <laughs> <laughs> of, of the movie Yep. Um, I think it was just like a classic Hollywood ending where, you know, a Hollywood happy ending. Mm-hmm. Maybe that maybe that was the theme, forgiveness. There you go. Yeah. Forgiveness. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the ending was good. I, w- I was happy with it. But my only gripe about the ending is that I wish they didn't cut to that like 
final final scene of the kids and her neighbors yeah i thought that was kind of a weird way to end it i think i would have much preferred maybe like just like a zoom out of them kissing yeah like a zoom out of them kissing maybe we see something with samantha or see something with dusty like how they're just both like just failing at life Mm -hmm. like something funny but i think that the ending with the kids was just kind of like it was a little bit of a disconnect like that wasn't like the sweetest way to end it true interesting i actually didn't mind it that much because i think it just made where they just wanted to show that the whole theme of being friend zoned is ageless yeah 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 no that's a really really good point for sure we've talked a lot about these characters being likable and relatable and you've said that you don't like jamie but i want to make a case for jamie if i can if i may I do think Jamie's kind of likable. I think in the sense that we kind of come to learn, we're introduced to her as this popular, pretty girl in high school. And I think that could have been played out in a few ways. Like she could have been like the bitch. That is true. But she's kind of like this sweet girl who doesn't really care what everybody else thinks. Um, She defends Chris at the beginning. Yeah. But then cut to the 10 years later and Chris is being kind of a douche, Mm -hmm. like, you know, name dropping, renting the Porsche and all that stuff. She kind of calls him out on it. She's like, this isn't you. And yeah. this isn't like, uh, I'm not impressed by your fancy lifestyle. Yeah. So I like that she's kind of, quote unquote, the girl next door. Yeah. And yeah. I, I Very just, grounded. Yeah, she's pretty yeah, yeah. grounded. No, she definitely is. It's not that I didn't like her character. I just thought there wasn't a lot of development in her character. For sure. I'm not going to say that she literally played the same character from when they were acting in high school till now, but it just didn't seem that so much it didn't seem that much developed yeah yeah to me i agree with you so just one call out from that is that i've noticed so this movie was written by a man and i feel like a lot of movies a lot of rom-coms that are written by men tend to i mean and obviously put the male as the protagonist of the movie right so we don't really see the development of the woman the woman Mm. is usually just like they're perfect and like doesn't need to change right yeah she's kind of consistent it's usually the dude that kind of like is immature and needs to like kind of grow up and learn but so that's kind of my counter argument to that no that's fair definitely i mean in terms of like if the characters are likable and relatable Anna Ferris definitely is not supposed to be likable, but she is my favorite character (laughs) she's my favorite character too she's so funny (laughs) but i do want to say that chris uh i don't think he's that unlikable i think he is unlikable in many parts of the movie yeah but i think the fact that we kind of automatically identify with him we relate to him again like i'm sure many of us have liked someone and haven't been able to communicate our feelings so i think off the bat we kind of are rooting for him to be able to like say what he actually feels to jamie and we we see that he you know we put on this facade of like being this dick and all that stuff but that's also my argument for Chris not being that unlikable. That is true. And when you see him try to put on these different facades for Jamie, um, and you you see him strike out every single time he does it too. Yeah. Um, you know, first like the ice skating and then when they went to go see the notebook. Yeah. But, you know, he finally gets his opportunity and they actually had to look at they were watching old videos of when they were mm. in high school in order for him to even just remind himself of where he came from and who he really is naturally. Yeah, and he yeah. he freaks out. He didn't want to make a move because he was so scared that like 
if I do this, what will this mean for the future? Yeah. And I think he got so hung up on that. And yeah, that's a really, really hard, big step to make. So yeah. I, I totally get it. But yeah, let's, I mean, do you have anything to add about your favorite character? I mean, I think I've said it all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do you have any other favorite characters or is it just Samantha? I mean, you know, obviously I love Ryan Reynolds' character, but yeah. I think the, at times the younger brother, Ryan Reynolds' younger brother was pretty funny. Obviously, he was the one that, that said a lot of the, uh, he did use a good amount of, like, fat jokes, gay jokes, mm -hmm. but just his, the way he interacts with Chris, with Chris, yeah, it's just, it's just really endearing because, you know, they're, they're talking shit about each other and they're about to slap each other and then he goes, I love you, yeah. I love you too, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, there were some yeah. moments where they would fight and they would both call out for their mom, like, yeah. mommy! <laughs> truce, truce! <laughs> I actually think the mom is kind of funny too. She just also has like low key, really random funny moments. Yeah. What ham did you say? Yes, that's the, Not the ham that, that I just bought. That's exactly the line <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about. Um, and then the whole bit of Joyce. <laughs> Joyce? Joyce? What are you doing on that Joyce's? Uh, it's just, yeah, small, small. I don't know. Maybe you and I are the only ones that like find this movie hilarious. Really? I think it's a great movie. I would put it one level below, like, Wedding Crashers. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, the, I would only put Wedding Crashers up there because it's incredibly vulgar. So vulgar. And there's a lot of sex jokes, which is, you know, which is what makes it vulgar. Yeah. Which is funny when it needs to be. But Just Friends isn't really that vulgar. Yeah. But I think that there's a lot of manneristic humor that I really appreciate. Mm. More than probably the most in any other romantic comedy I've seen. Yeah. This yeah. movie doesn't work without Ryan Reynolds, I think, because of that. Yeah, for sure. Do you think the characters stay together? Do you think Jamie and Chris... I would hope so. It was... So they were 18, 10 years after. So that means they were 28. Mm -hmm. I would hope so. At the end of the movie, he said he wanted to, like... He wanted to marry her and have babies. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you don't find out if he goes back to his job in L.A. Maybe he decides to stay in New Jersey mm -hmm. to be with her. So yeah. I would hope so. I'm kind of in the same camp. Like, I'm not like, oh, yeah, for sure they stay together. I'm like, I, I hope so. I think so. They kind of reconnected 10 years later. I'm like, a lot can happen in those There's 10 years. There's a lot years. to cover in 10 years. A lot to cover. So I don't know if they'll stay together forever. Um, but I think they, they do make it for, like, maybe a little bit. Yeah. They test the waters. Because, yeah, like, how do they reconcile their different lifestyles? Like, does she, does Jamie move out to L.A. to become a teacher? Who knows? But, like I said, like... So this movie has a 6.2 on IMDb. And to be honest with you, you are the only other person I know that loves this movie. <laughs> so do you think this movie is actually that beloved? I don't say this movie is that beloved. Um, but there's a lot of movies that I personally have a personal affinity for. Mm -hmm. But they're not beloved. And they're so, <laughs> at times, you know, some, some people might ridicule those movies. <laughs> and I'm completely okay with that. Wait, like what though? Besides um, High School Musical. What else is there that you that you really love, but like maybe the mass public is kind of like really though? Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just state for on the record that Michael is just a big Zac Efron fan. Anything that that's Zac Efron, yeah. So there's that. Um, I don't know. I, I I do really think this movie is very funny, and I'll be honest, I don't think it's that beloved. Like I don't think. It's definitely not one of the better rom-coms that everyone will think of. Exactly. Like, when you think rom-com Ryan Reynolds, I don't think this is the first movie that pops into anyone's minds. Yeah. It's probably um, The Proposal, right? I think Proposal. Um, 
definitely maybe, which is a movie that Frank and I have talked about. But I also maybe think that it could be because this movie hasn't aged particularly well. Yeah. Amy Smart isn't that big of an actress. And, and neither is Chris Klein to this day. Yeah, neither yeah. is Chris Klein. Anna Ferris is, but she's kind of, you know, like very supporting character in this movie. Yeah. And I honestly have never seen this played on TV before. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, it definitely is not the best rom-com that came out around that time. Because there were a lot of really good rom-coms yeah. that came out that year. <clears throat> and maybe that just wasn't high in pro- I mean, there wasn't it wasn't incredible in production value. So Yeah. But that's okay. You and yeah. I really like this movie. Yeah, I think it's a great movie regardless. <laughs> I think the content is is great. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just a lighthearted movie. And I that's what makes it beloved to me, is if mm. you know you have the right humor and it's it's light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is a great lighthearted film. I know I know we talked about this a little bit already about the movie aging well, but mm. is there anything else you have to add? If this movie were to be made today, what do you think would be done differently? I think if this movie were to be done today and if Ryan Reynolds and Anna Ferris were playing this movie again, I think that the movie would definitely be rated R. Mm-hmm. Um, there'd probably be a lot more sex jokes in place of the, the fat and gay jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's still, <laughs> there still might be over the top incidents, you know, with like the taser there. Def- I could definitely still see that happening Yeah. in a movie like this, but it would just be a lot more vulgar. Um, I agree with you. A lot you. more sexual references. Yeah. Because that's just, I, I think that's what Ryan Reynolds goes for these days also. Oh, yeah. You you're know, like really into his laugh. Deadpool films. Yeah. I love Deadpool 1 and 2. Uh, <laughs> Green Lantern was trash. Have you Sorry. watched Detective Pikachu? I did. <laughs> I did watch Detective Pikachu. He's so cute in that. I know. It's it's just so interesting to still hear his voice now behind two C- different CGI characters. Yeah. And it, it works. I just think Ryan Reynolds is like, his kind of humor is just, it fits perfectly for a rated R. Mm-hmm. And I actually heard that Ryan Reynolds had like a rated R version of uh, the Pikachu script. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, for the right fan base, they want to keep it PG-13. But when you're that high caliber of an actor, you know, they give you the freedom to like do a bunch of different takes and just like say what comes off the top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I agree with you. I think it would have been a lot more raunchy. I think it would have maybe would have been received better if it were that raunchy it would be interesting to do a concept on friend zone in 2020 and make it very rated r yeah yeah i feel like it would be a lot like super bad kind of thing oh my like gosh a lot of super bad jokes but with ryan reynolds saying them which is, sounds really really funny to me though <laughs> yeah. you should make that i i actually thought about social media for for some reason i was just like thinking about samantha james and like how that might have had a much bigger play um, okay, so trivia. I actually couldn't find a lot of interesting to me trivia. I mentioned that it's filmed in Canada, mm-hmm. not actually New Jersey. And in a deleted scene, Alanis Morissette plays herself. Do you know who Alanis Morissette is? Yeah, she's a singer. Yeah. She used to be engaged to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she was in this movie having uh, like a bad relationship with Ryan Reynolds' character. Oh, okay. But the reason is because the two of them were dating in real life at the time. Ryan Reynolds' love life is very interesting. He dated Alanis Morissette. Scar Joe. Scar Joe. He was married to her. And then now Blake Lively, which he seems to be like thriving and incredibly happy with her. So yeah, I mean, maybe it was an alpha kind of thing. Scar Joe and Ryan, there could only be one huge star. (laughs) Well, maybe, but I think maybe some people would 
beg to differ that Blake Lively is a really, really big star. I mean, I didn't watch Gossip Girl. I didn't grow like I don't okay. love her. I was about so. to give you that Thor face. Like, is she really? <laughs> <laughs> is she really though? No, I mean, yeah, it was definitely interesting to to actually read about Ryan Reynolds' da- dating life because mm. you know ScarJo has a lot of big roles lately. You know, Black Widow. Yeah, she's, so she's a superhero. She's... Ryan Reynolds was a superhero. Yeah, this yeah. is interesting. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the DVD special features. I just didn't have the time, but. Mm. I'll report back to you if I find anything else. Oh. But did you pick up any trivia? Yeah. So this is this isn't the first time that Ryan Reynolds and Anna Ferris have worked together. Yes. They're in this movie called Waiting, which is again rated R and incredibly vulgar. A lot of a lot of jokes based on human anatomy. Uh, I vaguely remember seeing this movie. Like, like it's actually on Netflix right now. Oh, is it? Yeah, but it's so vulgar. They're a waiter, like they're yeah, servers. They're the servers restaurant. at like this kind of TGI Fridays style restaurant. Yeah, yeah is it's a, that's an, also a really good movie. But again, it's not huge now because it did not age well. Yeah, yeah. Oof, I don't know. Maybe there's a trend um, in all these old Ryan Reynolds movies. Maybe they had just haven't aged well. Yeah, I'm trying to think about the trivia, but I think that's the biggest one I could think of. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that there wasn't a whole lot of interesting trivia. That's okay, but I guess we can wrap it up okay this is really fun yes this was actually tons of fun (laughs) i laughed a little bit too much in between i love it i love it um but do you have anything else to add before we sign off um if you haven't watched just friends give it a good watch uh very lighthearted. good for the family (laughs) jamie (laughs) jamie (laughs) tons of one-liners that you'll appreciate It's a good holiday movie. Good holiday movie. Well, thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for having me here. I really, really appreciate it. I hope we can find another movie to talk about in the future. Oh, there will be tons of movies. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you to all tuning in to another episode of Rom-Com Weekly. You can follow us on Instagram at Rom-Com Weekly. And please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And let us know what you think of this movie. What would you rate this on a scale from 1 to 10? And we'll chat with you again next week. Bye. Bye.